Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. Hello and welcome once again to Room for Improvement. This is the podcast where the editorial team from yourhomestyle.uk and your home and homestyle magazines take on your questions about decor, DIY and all things homes. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, do send us an email at podcast at yourhomestyle.uk. I'm Rebecca Messina, our digital editor, and with me in the studio today, we've got yourhomestyle.uk staff writer, Hannah Tribe. Hello. Hello. And making her first appearance on the podcast, your home features editor, Michelle Gravy. Hello, Michelle. Hi. Hey. Happy to have you. So, diving into the digital mailbag, Nicola emailed us with what I think is a classic conundrum, and this is about what colours you should avoid when selling your home. And I think this is a surprisingly divisive topic because it really digs into the question of is your home decor purely an extension of you or is it the commercial side you know always in the back of your head I think for most of us probably somewhere in between I mean you both own your own homes Hannah very recently what do you reckon? Well I think you should definitely decorate for yourself whilst you're living in your home if you want a bright pink wall do it you should have whatever it is that you want. It's your home. It's your living space. It should absolutely be an extension of who you are. But obviously, if you are thinking about selling and you have got that bright pink wall and you've got that orange kitchen, then <laughs> you might want to think about changing things up a bit. Because really, what you want to do when you're selling is to make it as appealing to as wide an audience as you possibly can. Right. Think of your blandest friend. <laughs> could be a family member and decorate it for them. You could name them, Hannah. We, we, we can bleep it out. <laughs> uh, I would never do that. So say you were painting that pink wall. Who is the person that would have said, you sure you want to do that? Just have them <laughs> that in the... That would be my mum. My mum says that about my decorating choices all the time. Ah, well, I go ahead with it anyway. <laughs> what, what have you gone for, Michelle? Because it sounds like you've decorated for yourself. Are oh, there yeah. things where you think, oh, if I was selling this place, that would have to go or I'd have to consider changing it? Yeah, I've got a terracotta bedroom, which my mum was Ooh. horrified by. But <laughs> she I probably really remembers the original terracotta. Yeah, I think that's yeah. what she's thinking of. And also, I suppose, the 90s, like changing rooms, yeah. like mm. terracotta vibes. But I really like it. It's really warm. It's really cosy. Maybe I'll repaint it when I choose to sell. But I don't want to do that right now. <laughs> I'm enjoying it, <laughs> even if my mum hates it, <laughs> which she does. <laughs> <laughs> and you mentioned pink and orange. Are there any other colours, especially maybe colours that wouldn't spring to mind? I think most people would assume lime green or mm. you know neon orange might not be the most appealing choices to a wide range of people. But are there any unexpected colours or anything that people might not have thought about in terms of? There aren't the unexpected ones because it is all about normal taste. So mm. I would generally steer clear of your warm brights so your oranges your yellows i know marianne Schillingford from dulux she says that red is the most painted over color out huh. of all the colors they sell so it's the most mm. quickly switched because it's so strong and so powerful i would also well actually maybe this is a bit controversial i would avoid magnolia personally because you've got to think about that v- 
the viewer coming in and the kind of atmosphere that your home is creating. Mm. Um, I feel like Magnolia has been used for so many sort of municipal spaces and rented accommodation and those sorts of places that aren't necessarily that well loved. And I think it creates a sense of it being... It's not as homey somehow. Mm, impersonal. Yeah. yeah. And I think there are so many warm whites that you can get that aren't magnolia, yeah. that mm. are way better to use and don't have the remind you of your student hall. Kind of <laughs> vibe exactly. about them. Yeah. Are there any particular shades or brands that are good for that kind of thing? I think Weve from Farron Ball. I think that's a really nice one. Um, I use that in my in my last house mm. in my living room and it it's like a off-white colour and that, that really worked nicely. It wasn't as stark as white. Mm. I really like tallow, which again is another fire and ball. Candle cream from Dulux is a pretty good dupe yeah, for that. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And outside of whites, what other neutrals might work? Or even colours that are less neutral but are still widely popular? Well, I think... Seeing so, you, if you're not painting it for yourself, you're painting it for the next person to come along. So, like, probably like don't spend a whole load on fire and ball because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're not going to be able to live with it. And as you said, I've recently moved into my new flat, Hooray, and it was all brilliant white. Mm. And like, it's very, very, very stark at the moment. And it's, but it feels very open. And it's a really good opportunity for me to live in that space and see how the light falls, see how my stuff looks with it, so that I can get a sense of what colour will work in there. Yeah. And it is, I think, when you're selling, about creating that kind of blank space so that your viewers can come in and imagine what it is that their life would be like in that space. They can yeah. put themselves there. They can draw the perfect picture of their lives in that space. They're not seeing you and your taste. They want to see themselves there. Mm. Yeah, steer clear of anything very, very bright, mm -hmm. very, very dark, and go for the kind of the warm, homey, comforting neutrals yeah. or bright white. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I guess if you like those sorts of bright, vivid colours, you can always look into more removable options like tile stickers. That's a weird space for me. I hate the idea that you would be decorating in order just to give it to someone else. Mm. Decorate for yourself. Don't think too much about the next person. Do it for you. Yeah. Um, and that's the fun of moving somewhere is putting together your mood boards and really making it yours. Yeah. Everything else. So decorate for yourself, but maybe think twice about red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hopefully that helps. That's the top line. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, so usually I just use our readers' first names to protect their privacy, but in this case, we only have their handle. This is an email we received from someone who goes by Grindrod Kaz. I'm going to call you Kaz. And they said, what is the best way to paint a ceiling without getting it all over the walls? I mean, I personally have wall paint all over the ceiling, so how do you avoid the reverse? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so first step is to shield everything as much as possible. You can get dust sheets now that have got like a sellotape edge. I've got mine from Wilco in the past. They're very, very lightweight. They're not your like kind of heavy fabric dust sheets that you can get. They're kind of a very thin, airy polyester. So you can not only put those on the floor, but you can put them on the ceilings. I would depending on how, how large an area you're going to cover, use the sticky that's already on the dust sheet, but then use a bit of masking tape or something as well to make sure that they're really up there. So like, how would you attach them? How did you put them? So when you buy them, they've got this edge that's got almost like a double-sided tape around the outside. So you take off the protective 
plastic and then you just apply them. So if you've got uh, coving, I would do it on the closest edge to the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And if you've got, if you don't have coving, then just go straight up. I would probably wouldn't go. I wouldn't use that as your painting edge. Maybe come down like half half a centimetre or so so that you're not painting up against that edge mm. because there's always the the chance that you're going to leave like little tiny bits. So keep the main edge clear if you can and do your, well, I will always, in every single episode that we talk about edging, say don't use masking tape. Get used to using your brush and do it properly mm-hmm. um, because you've got so much more control. You don't have any bleed. It's like once you get to know how to use a brush, you'll be so much more confident, so much happier doing it that way rather than worrying about whether or not your tape is like... This you have is to a, whole put a lot other... of trust in that tape. Yeah, it's a whole other conversation. It's misplaced trust. Yeah. Like I've had many times where I've taken it off and it's bled underneath. Yeah. Or it'll take off the other paint on the other surface and that'll be really frustrating. Yeah, and you hear different things as well because some people say to leave it until it's completely dry before mm. you take off the tape. Some say leave it till it's half dry. Some say do mm. it while it's still wet. I feel like I've done it all three <laughs> ways and every single time I've ended up ripping it's off pieces been of paint. Quite right. yeah. And if it yeah. bleeds under, you've got to do your edging by hand anyway. So it's like going to have point. to do it at some point yeah. so you might as well just yeah. learn how to do it yeah paint brushes actually for painting you know art painting they are mm. really great for that actually just for touching up little bits yeah and the trick is to push the paint towards the edge don't start at the edge and work out mm-hmm. work away and work forward into the edge so you've got so much more control because you've just got the, like tippy tippy tips of the paintbrush like pushing in mm. and you don't have like big clumps then because you've started with further away it's a whole thing mm. I believe in you we could cover that topic <laughs> I know time. I'm I sure like there's I'm so much sure more to say <laughs> and another thing to think about so if you don't want to get those dust sheets I mean it's a lot of kind of plastic that you'll have to throw away how to use a roller without getting splashes so there are a couple of things to think about make sure you're using a very light to medium pressure the harder you press, the more likely it is that something will come back around off the roller and again, speed. So if you're going very, very fast, you're more likely to get splatter back on you. Choose a roller with a thinner nap. So not so fluffy. This will hold less paint in the long run. So it's less likely that more will come off and really use the slope of your roller tray. So work that paint in properly into the nap so that you're not taking great big clumps up onto the ceiling with you you can get splatter guards and shields but i find that if you're doing a large space particularly a ceiling the amount of splatter that they end up catching creates a mess in and of itself so i would avoid doing that unless you're doing in very like small spaces or with dark paint on light areas also paint in rather than going back and forth over the same area paint in M or N or W shapes really work those diagonals so that you're not spraying back paint that you've already applied. Mm. Another top tip for painting ceilings generally is to get yourself a decorator's stick. It's like an extra uh, telescopic handle that you can screw your present roller onto and that means you can stand on the floor and you've got really 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 wide range then it makes everything much much faster you're less likely to get paint in your eyes all those things hopefully that will help you (laughs) um and another thing actually when you get to the edges to the your coving or just to your walls work parallel to the wall so don't 
run your roller towards the wall and away from the wall, do it along the edge. And that way your splatter will be going away from the wall in right angles. So you're not directing it straight at the wall in the yeah. first place. Grind rod, Kaz, we hope that that answers your question and you don't get too messy. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Sound the gifting panic alarm. You need to get an amazing gift. Wait, no, the perfect gift. Relax. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner or a birthday present for the pickleballer, Gift Mode has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Next up, another mystery handle. This is from Snowdrop777 on Instagram, who asks us about a classic daunting decor task, decorating blank walls. Specifically, they say, please help. And there are a lot of S's in the please. <laughs> I've got a small living slash dining room and want shelves and print slash photos on the walls. Don't know where to start. Don't want to make it look smaller. Yes. So this is always a really tricky one. I think it's a really key part of decorating a room as well. I think it's the final part where it really feels like it comes together mm. and it becomes yours. I think actually my bedroom doesn't feel that way at the moment because I've got no artwork and I hate it. <laughs> I need to fix that. But yeah, I think the best place to start is obviously with your taste and with the room itself. What does What's the vibe you've gone for? What's the style? So do you want classic sort of landscapes? Do you want more fun, like playful designs, abstract designs, that sort of thing? And I think once you've decided on that, it makes it so much easier to narrow down because obviously there's there are so many things online. You can yes. spend hours, days, yeah. months. <laughs> like, and, like, and I have. <laughs> and also like defining um, <laughs> your own taste. It's yeah. like you, you might exactly. be interested in loads and loads you of things. You could have a really eclectic taste, yeah. um, which makes it even harder yeah. to narrow it down. <laughs> But obviously, that's the place to start. Obviously, Pinterest boards, mood boards, that's really handy. I think for smaller spaces, it sounds really counterproductive, but I would go for bigger artwork, which does sound wrong. But <laughs> I think if you've got, a, obviously, I love a gallery wall, of, of course. But I think if you do have a small space, that can make it feel even more cluttered. You've mm. got so much to look at. There's so many little bits to see. It can actually make it feel smaller. So when you, you've got maybe one, two or three bigger pieces of artwork, it just feels so much more, more sort of grand and spacious. And it can have a really bit more of a big impact than if you have lots of small pieces, as well as being easier to choose. <laughs> <Let's face it>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you can only spend maybe a day rather than several <laughs> weeks. Give a fair bit of space between the pieces. Don't crowd them in give them space to breathe think like art gallery big impressive mm. sort of but yeah don't cram them in give them space is a great great way to to help your space look bigger so I've actually done this in my own living room 
I had a really big frame and I had some fabric actually that I had left over from, um, well, I had it from an upcycling project that actually never happened. And oh, I just, of course, no. the classic thing, I've had it for years. And I had this frame and I thought actually I could just cut the fabric to fit the frame. It was actually just some Ikea fabric. But it, and I've, I put it behind my sofa as just one piece of artwork. And it's actually, even though I did spend hours on the internet trying to find artwork behind the <laughs> sofa, and then I was like, hang on a minute. <laughs> and it works with my, my space, and it's obviously unique. No one else's, well, someone else might have, but fewer people will have, <laughs> will have thought to do that. And it makes it the, the sort of sofa a real focal point without spending a lot. It was really cheap but has a big impact. And I think it can look more expensive as well. It looks like you've maybe invested in one big piece of artwork, <laughs> which is actually fabric from Ikea, but no one needs to know. <laughs> I really like the idea of having um, a fabric with your sofa as well. It sort of makes everything feel a bit more kind of textured, a bit mm. more cosy, a lot more kind of personable. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, for a living room, it mm. works really well. Or you could do it with wallpaper as well, though, if you had some nice wallpaper offcuts yeah. or samples or something. And in terms of shelving or other ways to display things without making a small room feel too crowded, are there any tips or tricks about that? Again, I'd probably maybe go for one shelf rather than several, you know, smaller shelves. I think that can, again, have more impact, feel less cluttered, and it's, it's kind of easier to style as well. I think you can play with different height levels. You can put different things on there. Picture ledges, of course, are really great as well. And they mm. can be wide enough for little, you know, little vases as well in, in between. Again, I'd probably just maybe go for one. Or obviously you can put a shelf like underneath a, a, a picture that's hung on the wall as well. And then you can style that up. But yeah, a picture ledge is really great. And obviously it means you can easily swap. You know, you're not committed yeah, to that. hanging it on the wall. You can just prop them up, swap things around, which I'm very guilty of getting very bored, like bored quite quickly. So yeah. <laughs> that's what I need. <laughs> Faffing. I love to faff and a picture ledge gives me that. <laughs> I think if you need more, like if it's, this is a storage thing and you really need to have mm. more than one shelf, paint them the same colour as the wall. Right. That will stop them becoming a feature in and of themselves. It will kind of, it'll give you that extra storage space. But they'll be pushed back. Yeah, there um, won't be so much visual clutter if, yeah. it, if it's all one with the one with the wall. Yeah. <laughs> we hope that answers your question. Finally this week we've got one from Nicola and she asks, what products are best for a cost-effective home cleaning kit? So guys, what's in your desert island cleaning caddy? Mm. <laughs> um, definitely white vinegar and bicarbonate of soda. I really think you can clean pretty much anything with that. I pretty much do. <laughs> um, yeah, it's so great. And obviously you can get sort of scented white vinegar, but you can add your own essential oils, which is really nice because often I don't like the smell of a lot of cleaners. They can be a bit gross, can't they? So you can mix up your own in a spray bottle, use it on literally anything. Because <laughs> I do, stains, put it in the, you know, your plug hole. and. Where do you find your white vinegar? Because I can literally Actually, never find it. It is sometimes tricky. Wilco mm. have it. Um, ah. I think a lot of supermarkets do have it. They just, Hide sometimes it. they run out, I mm. find. I think everyone's trying to buy it. Yeah. Stock more, guys. Um, <laughs> I use malt, malt vinegar. Ah, and it's, that is good. It smells that's like good a fish and chip shop. <laughs> <laughs> it isn't it for good for limescale that you can yes. put it in your yeah. kettle? Yeah. 
But yeah, it does smell a bit chip shoppy. <laughs> it is surprisingly hard to find. I think maybe it's because mm-hmm. of the TikTok hacks that we've all seen Definitely. and people are rushing out and buying white vinegar whereas before, whereas before it was more about Zaflora and all those very scented, yeah. very highly marketed cleaners, mm. which you know a lot of the time aren't necessarily that different in their composition than the traditional remedies. Mm. I have found some success in like, the local hardware shop with white vinegar. So if you've got yeah. a local hardware or DIY shop, you might want to consider looking there as well. I think you can also buy it online especially if you want to buy in bulk yeah, yeah. which is probably a sensible I kind of thing do. to do if I see yeah. it in a shop I'll, I'll buy like three yeah. <laughs> so I'm like I might not see it again for a while <laughs> but yeah I think you can use lemons as well obviously they're really good if you don't want to again spend too much but also it's it's a bit more eco-friendly than buying a lot of different sprays and you can get re refillable cleaners as well the more eco-friendly ones i'm not sure how much i think they are more cost effective i think you'd Mm. probably have to check check on that and make sure that yeah i think it depends on the brand it probably depends on the brand but it is good because you're not constantly getting new spray bottles um, and having to recycle them and and things like that so they, they can be a good option I also really like microfiber cleaning cloths. Yeah. So if you you don't want to have any chemicals or extra stuff, I'm like allergic to everything. So having microfiber cloths, you can just put water on them and that's enough. Like the little fibers get to work on your bad stuff Mm. and lift everything away and make everything feel lovely and clean. And you can literally use those on everything, can't you? Pretty much every cleaning task you can accomplish with a microfiber cloth. Definitely. And I also recommend Marigold's Squeaky Clean Cloth. This was an absolute revelation to me. If you have any high gloss surfaces in your home and fingerprints are your enemy, like me, (laughs) the Squeaky Clean Cloth is some sort of magical thing that polishes your glass, your gloss kitchen cabinets, mirrors, chrome taps, just beautifully, a tiny, tiny bit of water. It's almost made of this kind of, it's very weird fabric. It's very stiff to begin with. And when you wet it, it kind of expands and goes floppy. And yeah, you, you sort of put a bit of water on one of, the, one of the edges, rub away at your fingerprint with that wet edge and then dry it off with a drier edge and it's like it's never been touched. Wow. I need that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I saw I someone into a trance. <laughs> I, know, I, yeah, I actually did there a little bit. I was like imagining all the places I could use that on my kitchen cabinet. It is genuinely magical. Um, I am evangelic about That's this like thing. That's like the magic eraser things, mm, which also are similar. Yeah. Those They are quite good for that, but that, that sounds good too. I want to try that. It's crazy good. Sounds like a fun Saturday <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> um, and any other hero products or whether it's mops or whether it's actual cleaning solutions themselves, anything else that you found Uh, indispensable around the house. I feel like I'm outing myself as like the most boring woman of all time. (laughs) But um, IKEA do a fantastic cleaning kit. It comes with mop attachment, a scrubbing attachment, a little like a long fingery thing that you can use for going behind radiators or if you've got shutters or Venetian blinds you can use it to clean that. It's kind of incredibly good it seems to be every single sort of brushy scratchy dusty thing that you could possibly (laughs) need and all of cloths then that you use on those attachments can all go in the washing machine oh that's so handy because often it's really annoying when you buy a certain mop and then you can't find the the attachment or you have to buy a really expensive one so that's really good that'll be really cost saving yeah it's really amazing they've also got this gorgeous round sort of 
peachy pink pop out wash basin. What's it called? Like a washing wa- up bowl. A washing up bowl. <laughs> Um, which is one of my my, my favourite objects in my entire house. <laughs> it's not very big and it pops in and out. So it's really, really easy to store. It's got a little hole on the handle so you can hook it up somewhere if you want to. Mm-hmm. But I find this is really helpful for taking water to places in my house where mm-hmm. I need to clean uh, things. Yeah. And great for smaller spaces because you don't have to have a big bowl in your cupboard yeah. somewhere. Yeah, very good. It's really good. That's pink. <laughs> oh, that's the that's the main thing. That's <laughs> what we require from all, all tools, please. <laughs> that sounds like a good place to start, Nicola. Thanks for joining us again. And don't forget, if you have a decor dilemma for our panel, send it to us at podcast at yourhomestyle.uk. And don't forget, you can check the show notes for links to any products we've mentioned today. And again, you can find that at yourhomestyle.uk. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.